Boom. Bam. Bam. Hello. 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 Hi. I'm Darcy Danellen Fever. You do your sexy voice now. Is it a sexy voice? Hi, I'm Darcy <laughs> Danellen Fever. I was just trying to be grounded. <laughs> grounded? Yeah. Like grounded like on the floor, like writhing. Like <laughs> <laughs> after, after our first episode, Anthony was like, you guys sounded so grounded. Like, had you just had sex? That's actually what he said. So, okay, tell me, because you obviously have, like, a, an idea of what grounded means more than I do. Mm-hmm. So, what does is, what is grounded mean to you? Mm, it's, you know, like... She's making, like, a pulling down gesture <laughs> right now that you can't see. Uh, being, like, being in your body, being rooted. Okay. Um... Yeah, not being up here and like heady and all. Oh, yeah. Relaxed, I guess. Yeah, relaxed. That's a good one. Yeah. Rela- relaxed and but but also like focused and steady. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's just we're just because we're confident people. I guess so. Yeah. Hopefully this time I don't sound like a fucking. The last couple of podcasts we recorded, we recorded very late at night. This mm-hmm. is we're recording a little bit earlier this time. Yeah, what time is it? It's that? like half mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. And uh, but the last couple of times it's been like midnight. Um, and I just sounded really like I'm slurring my words like a crazy person. And we've been very, very tired because it was an exhausting month. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not drunk in these podcasts. I'm just I like. I was a little bit. Yeah. But you can't really tell very much Good. in how you speak Good. sometimes. Good. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> These are the times where you can really tell. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, is there anything that you'd like to talk about this week? Okay, so I guess I'm leading us this you week. You specifically asked me yesterday. <laughs> I know. You were very drunk when you asked me, too, because we were walking back from the show last night. And I know. you were like, Aaron, can I, like, lead the show tomorrow? And I was like, of course. And you're like, good, because I have things I want to talk about. And so here we are. All right. Well, I got nervous. Well, I guess the first thing that we need to talk about is we should discuss the show. You know. Yes. We should. We went to a wrestling show mm-hmm. yesterday, and it was very big. It was two thousand people arena. It was the National Boxing Stadium in Ireland, and it was for over the top wrestling or OTT as it's known. I also noticed that the um, the Nordy boys behind us kept chanting OCT, and I wasn't sure. I was like, Are they really chanting OCT? And then I heard one of them be like, Yeah, it's like OCD, but it's OCT, and I wanted to be like. Well, no, it's not. It's it's OCT. <laughs> well, yeah. No, the guys... I don't know if that was, like, something... Something was cracking them up about doing that. But they were very drunk. <laughs> they were. They were and I, and I had a feeling they were the, like, culprit of the farts that were, like, around. <laughs> there was just, an, it was just a lot of farting. In could that. it not have been the guys? The guys in front of us, they were very friendly and they were fun. They could have been they, the I think farters. they were possibly from Northern Ireland as well. That's really? what we mean for, the for, for our foreign listeners. That's what mm. we mean when we say Nordies. Yeah. Because that's what we call people from Northern Ireland. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think well, definitely, because two of the lads, one of the lads with beards turned around to me, and he sounded like he was from the north of the country, if not Northern Ireland, like maybe the Donegal kind of cabin region. He turned to you and he said, what? He, we were just shouting randomly about like the wrestling things that were happening, because like, in the last match, which was a, a three-way match, uh, they were big Marty Skrull fans. Right, the, right. Yeah, so they, they put had, on hats and said villain. villain yeah. And they were like, yeah, Marty's going to win this. Yeah. And, be, and because I was and doing And we my, were like, nah. Because we were doing our ironic claps for <laughs> Ryan's smile. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of like, no way, no. So they're having a bit of a friendly banter about that. Yeah. Episode, so, but uh, that Blondie Boy one. 
Yeah, Mar- Mark Haskins. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'd love to, for us to do, like, a, a nobody's watching wrestling style podcast where we just rate their looks uh, and the type of outfits they were, they were wearing. Wait, wait. So what was his name? Mark Haskins? Mark Haskins. Mark Haskins. So he was kind of like a surfer, kind of yeah. stoner looking guy. His hair and his facial hair, like, it's not a, it's not a look I go for, but it's definitely a look and it was done well. And I like, you know, his hair was super blonde, but his facial hair I don't was remember less blonde. His, I don't remember his tights. I don't remember his tights either. I think he had very plain tights. Yeah. I can't remember if he was wearing panties or, or full legs. I, I don't remember either. And Ryan Smile was doing like a cheap Finn Balor. He was. He was doing a very cheap Finn yeah. Balor. He had like a bit of Halloween black and red. Uh, and, he, and the thing about on. him is like Finn Balor, and I discovered this while we were doing our coloring book, but I didn't see it at first, so I messed it up in our in our yeah. WWE coloring book. Yeah. But <laughs> we are such the grown-ups. <laughs> but um, Ryan Smile, like he had the teeth, but he only had one row of teeth. You know, like Finn he had Balor. Him on his head. Yeah, like yeah. Finn Balor does it, so he has like the bottom row like, of teeth on, on his, his chest. chest and then yeah. the top and like the, his whole upper body including his head is a mouth but Ryan Smile just had like one row of teeth on his head so that didn't make I, very much sense and I wasn't entirely sure that they were teeth because oh, they looked like teeth to me because they the way they, they kind of pointed upwards I felt like if I remember rightly so I thought that maybe they were more because he, he writes king of OTT on his back oh so it was like a crown so maybe it was like a really like shitty crown a white crown with just like white jewels made maybe, of teeth crown. maybe it was a white crown made of teeth I don't know we need to just sit Ryan smile down <laughs> figure out what the hell he was and doing and really ask him what's going on there yeah. but talking about fashion and we talked about this a little bit on the way home one of the things that was interesting to me and we talked about this is how covered up Martina always is yes yeah, Compared, yeah, compared to the men, or compared to the one other, or the two other women that were wrestling. I just last realized night. I said session math Martina, <laughs> session math Martina. Uh, but yeah, and this is something I was talking to you about with uh, WWE wrestlers uh, because two common examples are Nia Jax who is like an X plus size model. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but she's a very like tall and like, you know, she's a large woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you can still say she's very athletic. Like, you know mm-hmm. I mean? She's, she's fit, but like, uh, and then uh, Tamina Snuka, who's another very athletic woman. And she's probably maybe a little bit, uh, smaller than, than Nia Jax, but like still bigger than the average kind of like, Wrestler woman, wrestler woman who looks like, like a porn star. Um, they're 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 looking less and less like porn stars as we mm-hmm. go along. You know, like I wouldn't say you'd say Bailey looks like a porn star. Bailey could be in porn. You think so? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Oh yes. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess so. But like, uh, yeah, they're 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 more kind of you know athletic and trim. Um, but yeah, like compared to like, so the athletic trim girls, they wear like tight tights. They wear like, you know, they might wear like a crop top and like I said, their, their mid rift is showing, you know, or sometimes they wear like booty shorts as well. Like, like Nikki Bella does. Yeah. But Nia Jax and Tamina, like Tamina wears like a fucking jacket to the ring. Yeah. Like she's completely covered from head to toe and Nia Jax is the same. Nia Jax has these layers and like giant, like spiky, like, you know, shoulder pads and stuff. How can that be comfortable? 
Um, I mean, I, I know the, the materials that they use are quite, like, lightweight and, like, they can move in them and stuff like that. So I know, like, because, like, there's a wrestler, Dean Ambrose, he wrestles in jeans, but they're really kind of, like, jeggings. Mm-hmm. So they're more, like, tights material-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so, it, but it is, they do cover them up much more than the other girls. And I was saying to you that I don't know if that's how the backstage creative team encouraged them to dress and want them to dress more covered up than the yeah. the thinner ladies or if maybe those ladies because they're around those other girls maybe they're a little bit more self-conscious about their body like i know nia Jax had a huge hand in designing her outfit mm-hmm. when she when she first got her outfit so i know like you know she was happy with it so i don't so I don't know if what's what is the culprit with that. Is it the women themselves not maybe feeling fully comfortable with, with, with you know, their bodies on a stage like that? Yeah, and which that and like that in and of itself is sad because you know all the men of all different shapes and sizes are just there like in their little panties. Yeah, yeah, like it's kind of um, like yeah, like who was it, Marty? Like yeah, Marty Skrull even like he's like just in like a little like yeah black panty and that's it. Like yeah. his body's on show, but like yeah, and then there's the big giant beardy mm. like like bears essentially like who they do kind of cover up their tummy a bit though. I mean like you kind of see that sometimes that they'll have higher waisted, uh, shorts on. That they mm. cover it up. So some some of them do. I guess like again, it depends on how comfortable you are with like letting it all hang out. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, like I know you because Martina wears basically like, but uh, because it's also part of her character too, is that like because she's just like you know let's have a bag of cans and a smoke and like you know she's a session moth. She's going for the session, so, uh, she wears like tracksuit bottoms because that's what Skangers wear. And she... Even Skanger Girls, though, like, oh, is yeah. that really Skanger what a Skanger girls. Girl would dress like? Because I feel like she's in, I don't even feel like she's in tracksuit bottoms. I feel like she's in like pajama pants but that's a, But that's a thing. Like, you know, yeah. Skangers will go around, like, to the yeah. shops in, in their pajama bottoms. Like, you see them in Tesco in their pajama bottoms yeah. all the time. So, but would they go to a session like that? Well, that's the thing. I think she's, she's, a, she's dressed as a casual Skanger. Because the thing is, if Skanger went to a session... She'd be in a mini skirt. Exactly. But you couldn't wrestle in that. You couldn't wrestle in that. Like you couldn't wrestle in like a really slutty like cocktail dress. Not in a slutty cocktail dress, exactly. No. But has there been no woman who's ever wrestled in something like a slutty cocktail dress? I mean, obviously you modify it. Like you wear like the shorts underneath it or something. But you could make that work. You definitely could make that work. You probably could. But like, again, like, you know, maybe Martina's kind of like, I'd rather be comfortable. Like. No, no. And I totally get that. And, and, and like, what, like, I get it. Like she looks comfortable and that looks great. It was just interesting to me, like looking at that. And then her wrestling, uh, Katie Harvey, how they kept saying, what were they saying? The feminist icon, Katie Harvey? Yeah, I'm assuming like, cause she, she's a bad guy and I'm assuming she's doing that thing where like, I'm a feminist icon because like, I'm brilliant. Well, yeah, no, but the, I, the I got from it. You're you're wanting to jump to the defense of the wrestling world. But no, whereas but what whereas what I got from it was like she's a feminist icon, so we should all hate her, right? And it was like yeah. But here's the thing: we got no evidence of either side, really. We just heard him say that she's called a feminist icon. Like we didn't really because we didn't hear from the crowds that like you know boo down with feminism. Like we didn't hear that. 
And like, like you would even see when there was like, so there was a, a mixed gender tag match later on in the night. Actually, it was earlier in the night, actually. It was earlier in the night. But it was like Joey Ryan, uh, his wife, Angel Cruz, and Be Cool. And whenever Angel knocked down Candice LeRae, the whole crowd went boom and booed him out of it. So, like, it's not like, yeah, like, hit that bitch. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's that sort of crowd. I don't, I don't, I don't get, because you were saying before, you generally get the impression that the OTC crowd are pretty, like, cool crowds. I had got that impression up until now. This was my own, only my third show. Yeah. And, um... But, like, you're... But you're, first of all, of course they're gonna be protective of her because she's a... Like, that doesn't prove to me that they're feminists because they didn't want to see a little woman be beaten up. Like, that doesn't prove... Like, it doesn't prove anything either way. Let me just say it. Let me just say it. Out there, there are wrestling crowds that are totally into beating up the little woman. Like, you know... Okay. But there are some people who would probably say that they... That, that it would be anti-feminist for them to be that way because it's like assuming that she can't take care of herself. Well, actually, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting point because yeah. I've heard that level before because there's a conversation. I'm part of a, a, a Facebook discussion group um, and the thing has come up before about like mixed gender matches. You know, like it's equality to have the women fight the men. And while, like, that's very true, I am personally uncomfortable with seeing a guy beat up a woman who nine times out of ten is going to be smaller in size than mm-hmm. him, especially with wrestlers, because mm-hmm. most wrestler guys are big guys. And, you know, I'm not comfortable watching that, and I don't know why I want to cheer that on. Like, the only way I want to see that is if she beats him up. And that would yeah. get boring after a time if yeah. it's, like, the woman who beats up the guy every time. Yeah. Like, but people are saying, like, oh, like, that's... Was like sexist of you to feel uncomfortable with seeing a guy hit a woman and I'm like how is that sexist <laughs> like how is that the, the well look in actuality it's not this is one of those things where it's like with straight logic I could see why someone would make that argument because it's the idea it's the um the soft bigotry of low expectations it's that idea that okay like you're you saying that is saying that a woman couldn't possibly defend herself that a woman is something we have to protect and blah 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 yeah but in the context of the real world, it's completely natural and makes perfect sense for you to be uncomfortable watching a man beat up a woman. And plus, this is not real competition. This is yeah. a, a script. This is a structured story yeah. with like a known, like they a decided, predetermined winner, and like so you're making that decision to like have like because at some point if you're going to have regular men versus women matches you have to have at least one match where the guy basically kicks the shit out of her yeah like because there's always going to be a one-sided match on yeah because you have to have one right and like like why do you why is that important to have yeah. that match right like, no and i and i completely agree with you because i didn't it made me uncomfortable to even like the small amount of it uh, last night, you know, and like that match was still really fun and it wasn't awful or anything and the crowd hated it every time it happened even a little bit, but yeah. just even seeing that and just like seeing her just in danger around these three big dudes is just a little bit like, Ugh. Well, but, two big dudes and Angel Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but you, but yeah, it proves that, you know, there is there isn't really equality, but that's okay. Like it's it it it's not equal, but yeah. maybe sometimes that's okay. Yeah, like it, it can be equal in circum certain circumstances, but not like completely across the board. Yeah, and the thing that it is kind of throws away like 
history. Mm-hmm. Like, to think, like, oh, yes, of course it's perfectly equal. I'm like, well, you've got to discount, like, the power structures that have existed for, like, the last, like, thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Know? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. No, I, get, I get very frustrated by that argument. Um, and, like, yeah, I get really annoyed that someone thinks that that's sexist. But I guess, you know, whatever. Uh, it's a thing. Um, so, yeah, so that was one of the things that you wanted to talk about was the match. Was there, What was your highlight of the, of the, the night? What was your favorite bit? Because we got to meet Mick Foley, who was a legend. That was great. And it an was absolute great. sweetheart. It was great meeting Mick Foley. He's lovely. Um, yeah. And I know he said, he. I, I think he said today, because when we were talking to him yesterday, I think he said tomorrow, maybe he said Monday, that he was auctioning a bunch of his stuff. Monday, up. yeah. Monday uh, he has a big auction for rain, for rain. going live. Yeah. So if, I, if, it's, if it's up and ready by the time I post this online, I'll, I'll post a link to his auction yeah. as well. He said he was like hoping, like you know, fingers crossed, to, to raise ten thousand for rain, which is, you know, a great amount to raise. And like, yeah, absolutely sweet. Like it, we 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 were looking him up because we were we watched like a documentary that he was in called Beyond the Match, which is a great doc, uh, wrestling documentary. We were kind of like researching him before because I knew a lot about him, but you didn't really know too much apart from the fact that he lives in Long Island mm-hmm. and he has a daughter who's engaged to a clown <laughs> um, a literal clown a literal clown but like yeah like Mick like has logged over 500 hours on like the rain hotlines and stuff like that that's like, amazing you know, so, that's so cool and that's that's nothing to be sniffed at no like, that's really really awesome uh, so yeah so he's like he's a really good guy so yeah we got to very briefly chat to him um, and uh, yeah I got to meet Joey Ryan very briefly because I, I kind of ran around to his merchandise table and bought a t-shirt well I was disappointed with Charlie Sterling because he's my favorite and <laughs> uh, I, I was disappointed because like I would have rather just seen him alone against someone because right. just the more time the more it's about him the better it is for me and I, can I just point out so the yeah. last time we went to because for people who may not know um we went to the last wrestling show we went to was back in what uh, May? I feel like it was May. Was it that recent? Uh, yeah, I, feel, I guess so. I feel it was like two or three months ago at yeah. least. But um, yeah, so Charlie Sterling was in a match uh, against um, Grado, who's like a Scottish kind of comedy wrestler. And that night, that was the first match of the night, and that was by far, by far, by far the best match of the night. Right. And Charlie Sterling's kind of gimmick uh, is that he's like a, a, a posh. English boy. He wears glasses. He wears glasses to the ring and he has like a cup of tea with him. And, and he like, sings God Save the Queen. God Save the Queen and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he, in every kind of match that he has, at some point, his opponent pulls down his his panties. Yes. And you can tell that he's he all wants, about it. That he's all about it. And you can kind of tell like he's doing the minimum that he has to do to like <laughs> keep his dick in. But you can tell that he's just waiting for that moment where it slips out. Like you can tell. So in that match against Grado, he spent like the almost the majority of the match with his, with his ass with out. His ass out. Yeah. And like which was causing a lot of hilarity when every time he would like climb over something and people in the first <laughs> row were like, yeah. <laughs> um, and like there was chance of like pull your pants up and stuff like that but uh, last night they were getting pulled down for just a second and I've never seen Darcy scream like a <laughs> schoolgirl I don't even with, remember this with the light you were just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had brought you to like a Justin Timberlake concert or something and you were just like swooning 
But uh, I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed last night that the Where's Your Passport chant never came up because I thought well, I that was great. Why are you so obsessed with that? Like, because yeah. it's like it's a very topical, like political <laughs> chant. I think it's really good. I think it's really fun. I think it's like a really nice, like, fuck you. Well, I have to say, like, the crowd last night, so this was only the second time that OTT, who have been around since 2014, so not that long, but they've, they've done incredibly well for themselves. This is the second time that they were in the National Stadium. So this is the second time they were with a crowd that big. And our last show was the first time they were there. Mm-hmm. And they'd had a couple of shows in between in their normal venue, which is the Tivoli Theatre, which is smaller. And uh, I felt like the crowd last night was much more subdued mm-hmm. than uh, the first night we were there. And I think part of that was just because the excitement of being in that venue for the first time to being at pretty uh, much that the made biggest, everyone crazy last time I think so crazy. and it was that kind of like you know oh this is kind of like the first time like an independent Irish show has ever had a crowd this big yeah, and like yeah. you know this is like a monumental night and like the Bullet Club were there who were very like internationally known and very like famous like wrestlers and so I think a lot of people were like not ever expecting to see them in Ireland as well. Listen, they had banging pants, but other than that, they were just a big pile of a whatever. <laughs> That's what I have to say about them. The New Zealanders, on the other hand, now that they are freaking cool because so, they just look like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It's just an elf, yeah. a dwarf. And a gnome. Yeah, they're they're, they're, tag team. they're called CCK. I'm gonna have to put pictures of all these people that we're referencing <laughs> on the on the on the blog post. But uh, yeah, they're they're fun and they are they're very body diverse. Yeah, and that's really it's nice to watch just aesthetically and just in general. Like yeah. it's it's just a, it's cool to watch the three of them. Um, and I think the other person that you liked, you kind of liked earlier on in the night, I think it was one of the first matches, like Matt Cross, he was also like a little dwarf, an athletic yeah. dwarf. Now when we say dwarf, we're meaning Dungeons and Dragons dwarfs. Yeah. We're not, we're not we're meaning not like people with dwarfism. Little people, no. No, we're talking about the fantasy people here. Yeah, yeah. but that guy, I turned to you and I said, he looks exactly what I imagine your Dungeons and Dragons character to look like. Yeah. Yeah, he's a dwarf <laughs> barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was cool. He was fun. Um, so yeah, so, uh, it was like, yeah, it was a good night. Um, was there anything else that you wanted that to... That I wanted to talk about, yes. I mean, this is a complete sub- subject change, but, um, this is what I wanted to talk about. I was talking to you a little bit about it over the week, but, uh, this article that I read in Grazia, Ooh. which I don't know how... I think it's an Irish magazine. Is it an Irish magazine? I think Grazia is an Irish magazine. Okay, yeah. I, I think it, mm, I think it's... British, but I'm not sure. Right. But, um, and I don't know how, how reputable it is of a magazine, of a publication, but the cover <laughs> story was Jennifer Lawrence, and the cover story was about Darren Aronofsky and how they're dating, and basically how he was borderline abusive to her on the set of Mother. Well, I, how much older than him or that is he than her? I, I would assume quite a bit. 22 years, I think. I think Damn. she's... She's for sure 26, soon to be 27, and I think he's, like, 48. Okay. Yeah. So she's, like, your age, then? She's, like, a year younger than me. Okay, Like, yeah. she's gonna, she's about to be 27, and, like, I'll be 28 in November. Oh, you're 28. I'm not 28. <laughs> well, you will be 28. I'm 27 and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. I keep, I yeah. keep forgetting that you're gonna be 28. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna be 34. Yeah, I know. I, just, I keep forgetting the gap between us is so big. Is I'm the I'm oldest saying. girl you've ever dated. I just, listen, babe. <laughs> this is not painting me in a good light. But yeah, 
Is it there? This is your, but the, uh, but weirdly at the same time, this is the biggest gap I've ever had between someone I've like been with as well. Yeah, and that's typically what men do. Like as they go through like new and new women, <laughs> the gaps just get, keep getting bigger. God, I'm becoming <laughs> a cliche, am I? <laughs> Jesus, I'm not. I'm not proud of this, but yeah, but I'm very happy that I'm with you, baby. Aww. Um. Yeah. I, he. So we talked about that the other night, and I don't know as much about Darren Aronofsky's kind of onset antics yeah well they were talking about how he is known for this how he is known for being super harsh and i was reading quotes of his that were really pissing me off and it was stuff like well you know i do whatever i I need to do to get the emotions out of them and like that's what these actors want like they want to be crying and screaming on screen and it talked about how like during um black swan filming he would go up to natalie portman and say like oh mila kunis is so much better than you and like that is true yeah it's true (laughs) (laughs) but like the girl did end up winning an oscar for it but that pisses me off as someone who trained to be an actor because I think these antics from crazy narcissistic directors um, who blur the lines of reality and acting is so disrespectful to acting. It's not trusting actors that they can do the job. It's thinking that you have to mess with their heads in order to get them to a certain emotional place. And I really hate that. Now, I very, very much agree with you on this. Okay, mm-hmm. I, think you're, I think you're perfectly right. But... But for shits and giggles... Yeah? I'm going to present an argument that I'm sure lots of people would say. Okay. So, you kind of have said before that Natalie Portman's not a very good actress. Right, I don't think she is. And, uh, you know, in this performance, she got... She won an Oscar. So, is, is that saying... Oh, because winning an Oscar means something. But at least... Because winning, winning an Oscar means something. Well, would you, would you say, as someone who doesn't really like her, would you say that's probably her best performance? No. What would you say her best performance well, has been? Oh my god, it's like picking, like, picking, like, your favorite, like, shit that your dog took <laughs> last week. Like, who gives a fuck? Um, what, which, in which performance did she annoy me the least? Well, that's not that's not the same question, baby. That's not the same question. Her best performance. Her best performance as an actor. I don't know. Cause I would I would personally say, having seen that movie and seen a number of her movies, that that was probably the most uh, one of the most times that I've forgotten that she's Natalie Portman. Do you know what I mean? Okay. When like you actually like you know you're seeing a different character than just like here's Natalie Portman in the movie. Mm. So I would say that's one of her best performances. So there would be people that would say, like, okay, well, if he was an asshole to her and I got one of her best performances out of her, does that not mean that it works, this method? Now, I don't think that it's a right method to do and I don't think it's a good method to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't work. So do you think, I'm asking you as an actor, do you think that at least it works, even though it's a shitty thing to do? Um... Uh, I guess maybe, but then it's but it's just it's just that whole Hollywood thing, and this is the, this is the truth. Like Natalie Portman's not an actress; she's a beautiful woman. She's not an act. She's not an actor. She's a beautiful woman. She's a short model, and so people like Darren Aronofsky, who treat actresses that way, are confirming the idea that Hollywood and the film industry they don't want actresses. They don't want actors. They want models who they can you know abuse and manipulate into a performance. And so whether it quote unquote works or not. It's really obnoxious. Do you think that um, the better sort of actors are actors that maybe haven't 
only done movies. Because I find that a lot of the time the people who worked uh, at first in theatre more and mm-hmm. moved into movies or people who go back and forth from working in movies and theatre are often better, uh, perf- give, give better performances than people who've just done movies their whole lives. See, I actually don't want to give any disrespect to film actors because I actually think film acting can be a lot harder than stage acting uh, unless you are a Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman's been a star almost her whole life. Mm-hmm. But to be the film actor who has to come in and do a spot on Law & Order, that's fucking hard because you're not coddled the way you are in theater. If you have a scene and you have to be hysterically crying, you don't have the whole play to take your journey to get there. You don't have 10 minutes to like prepare backstage. You have to do it and you have to do it again and again and again and again. Like I remember I had to do this one scene when I was in college when I was like 20 and yeah, like it was a really short scene, but I I had to start like like you know at an emotional ten, like I had to start hysterically crying, mm-hmm. and you you don't have the time to get there, and then you're shooting from this angle and you're shooting from that angle, and you have to be at that emotional height all day. But the funny thing is, it's the lower level actors who are asked to do that. It's somebody doing a guest spot on Law and Order or something who yeah. who has to do that. It's not Natalie Portman who has to do that. Natalie Portman like gets into some fucking creepy sadistic relationship with. Derek. Aronofsky in order to get there so I so it's not Wait, was she in a relationship with him as no, well no no I just mean I mean oh, a professional like her, relationship oh, right, yeah right, right. yeah um, I was like, is everybody fucking Darren Aronofsky? No, she ended up banging her married co-star uh, while she was shooting that film oh yeah the French like ballet yeah. guy mm-hmm. that's right yeah, so I don't want to. So I don't want to disrespect film actors in that way. I don't necessarily think that's true. I just think that movie stars, people like Jennifer Lawrence and Natalie Portman, I, and I guess that's what I mean because yeah. movie stars, quote unquote, like don't kind of act in other mediums. Yeah. So like they just do movies and that's it. And I wonder if like is is a better better for your craft to to work in other mediums and get more experience and do kind of different see it from different angles and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and like Jennifer Lawrence herself says and and you know, I'm not I you know, I'm not a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence, but she does have some, there's something about her, you know, there there is something there and I think she has given very good performances. Um, in the past, I'm not am- amazed by her. She has charisma. She has a lot of charisma and <laughs> Most importantly, she's gorgeous. And that, in Hollywood, for a woman, that is number one. She's gorgeous and she has charisma. She's said herself that she's not trained. So it's not surprising to me that she would be taken in by something like Darren Aronofsky's Or the other guy, uh, David O. Russell, who she works with. Right, right, exactly. And both of them have terrible reputations. Yeah. Like, I didn't know too much about what Darren Aronofsky was up to, but I knew he was, quote-unquote, intense. Yeah. But I hadn't heard many stories about what kind of things he did on set. But, like, David O. Russell, I mean, for anybody who just wants to know, like, look it up. There's some awful stories about what David Russell uh, has done on his sets, and like when George Clooney has had to physically, like you know, interfere with him. That, that sounded weird. George Clooney physically interfered with him. I'm not saying they had sex, <laughs> uh, but when they they had a confrontation, um, you know, and he seems to be the most fucking laid back dude. So, mm-hmm. uh, says something. Um, so that was that was our other topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else? No, that's it. I mean, we're at 30 minutes. Yeah, that was our mm-hmm. time. Good timing, babe. Thank you. Yeah, we talked mostly about wrestling. We did, week. we did. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but we're going to post lots of fun photos for people on the blog about the wrestlers that we talked about so that you can at least, you know, have a visual feast with your audio experience this week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll say goodbye until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Do you want to have a sign-off? 
A lot of podcasts like have a like a sign off that they do. So the Nerdist does enjoy your burrito. That's how he ends every podcast. Mm. My friend JJ Hawkins from Mars and East podcast, he does yoinks in a way. Okay, let's try to come up with it, but I wanted us to sort of come up with it psychically. Like we're going to look at each other and we're going to say the same thing at the same time. Okay. okay? All right. Have, have a good, good party. party. Yeah. That, that went. That worked really well. That went real well, babe. I hope people could understand that. <laughs> have a good party. <laughs>